0: Holy Spirit, would you come and fall afresh upon us today? And as we open our hearts and minds to hear what you have to say to us, uh, would you speak straight to our hearts this morning, Lord? In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Uh, So I had a a plan for kind of where I was going to go with this sermon, and then yesterday. I kind of was getting this nagging that that wasn't where I needed to go. And so, um, so I wrote down what it was that I thought um, God wanted me to say. Um, and, uh, and I'm sharing that with you because um, it's important that we listen to God which is part of what I'm going to say in a bit, but it's important that we listen. And so I'd just like to ask if something here this morning feels like it really resonated with you and if this was speaking to you, I'd love it if you could let me know. Email, text, website, whatever, whatever is appropriate is all good. Um, because that's uh, just so I know, did I hear God right? Um, but uh, really, I this morning have some questions. Um, which is always a challenge, isn't it, when, uh, when a preacher says, I have a question for you, because then you begin to kind of brace yourself and think, what's this going to be? And the questions, two of them, uh, begin with, would you? Question one, would you go up the mountain with Jesus? Verse nine, uh, chapter nine, verse one, he said to them, sorry, chapter, verse two, after six days, Jesus took Peter, James, and John with him and led them up a high mountain. Would you go up the mountain with Jesus? Not hypothetically, but would you if Jesus wanted you to go with him now? Secondly, would you listen to him? And if not, what's stopping you? Would you go up the mountain with Jesus? There are... um, Many kinds of mountain, aren't there? And in the Bible, it's full of mountains. Uh, we speak about mountaintop experiences, those times when in our lives of faith, we feel that we're close to God. Torrin Wells has written a song called Hills and Valleys, which is absolutely brilliant, and uh, you'll find it in all the places where you find music, speaking of how God's with us in, in, in the hill, but also in the valley. And the reality is, life is full of both the hills, and the valleys. The times when we're up the mountain and the times when we definitely are not. But this question, would you go up the mountain with Jesus even in the first place? Would you go to a place where you can spend time with him? Uh, I, I'm not um, a mountain climber by any stretch, but I have done a little bit of hiking in my time. Um, I've climbed up the, uh, the the great kind of uh, local hikes around here of um, the uh, the little hill in Cliff Falls Park. I've done that one. Uh, I've done the Coquitlam Crunch, um, and uh, which is about 444 steps or something like that. Um, it keeps telling you how many steps you, you're taking as you're going. Um, and I've done the Grouse Grind, um, which is probably the, the steepest of them. Um, did it in around about an hour. I can't quite remember. I think it was just over an hour. Um, but uh, there are different kinds of mountains, aren't there? And, and there's, there's quite a difference. If you've been up Grouse Mountain in the gondola, that's quite fun. But if you've been up Grouse Mountain on foot, it's quite a different experience. As you arrive kind of exhausted and kind of um, feeling like you, you've achieved something and then seeing other people who've come up in the gondola, Um, who have a kind of a different look about them, as it were. There's something about the journey of going up the mountain. And so uh, in the Transfiguration story, it's not just about what happens on top of the mountain. It's about the, the trek that it was to get up there. It's hard work doing the grouse grind. It's hard work doing the Coquitlam crunch. Think of a mountain near you or a hill uh, that, is, that is a steep uphill. Even it might be where you live. Uh, it might be your road. There's some roads around here um, that, are, that are quite steep. It could just be walking up the, the street and you, you feel that it's hard work. Getting up a mountain or a hill is hard work. So it's not just about what happens on the top. It's about, are you willing to put the work in to get up there? And sometimes um, we have these, these experiences And it's something like what happened in the transfiguration. Let's look at the story. They've gone up. um, They're all alone on this high mountain. And Jesus was transfigured before them, it says. What does that look like? It looks like something out of a laundry commercial for Tide or or, uh, or, Daz or whichever laundry powder you use. Jesus is there. His clothes become dazzling white, whiter than anyone in the world could bleach them. And then uh, not only that happens, but Elijah and Moses appear and uh, Peter is just having a lovely time. He's having an absolutely lovely time. And he says, it's good for us to be here, Rabbi, which means teacher, talking to Jesus. It's good for us to be here. We should, we should build some churches here, some, some shelters that we should be in. Would you go to that place? Would you go up the mountain? Would you put in the work? to say, I'm going to spend some time. Lent's coming up, uh, and uh, maybe it's something you might do in Lent, is have a quiet morning or a quiet day. And there's all sorts of resources online, some on our podcast that we mentioned too, that you can connect with. Uh, But would you spend time going up the mountain with Jesus this week, this month, this year? Would you spend time in his presence? Because that really is the beginning The title today called to shine is where I'm going to land. But if we want to shine and fulfill that calling, we begin by spending time in the presence of God, spending time in worship, spending time in prayer. There they are up the mountain, And uh, um, a cloud appears, um, and then a voice comes from the cloud. This is my son whom I love. Listen to him. In Matthew's gospel, um, we get that they were terrified. In Mark, he's, as you know, if you heard me preach on Mark through last year, uh, Mark is just straight to the point. It's just bang, bang, bang. And uh, so Mark doesn't mention they were terrified, but um, Matthew's gospel is almost the same apart from that. There they are, and, um, and they hear this voice from heaven. This is my son. Would you listen to him? Listen to him. That's the word from God coming from the cloud. Listen to him. As we go up and spend time in the mountain, are we going to listen to Jesus? And if not, what's stopping us from listening to Jesus? You know, I think there's uh, a lot of people... Who are interested in knowing more about the Christian faith, in, in getting in um, to to know more and to uh, and, and kind of have questions about, isn't there more to life than this, um, and, and isn't there something more in my faith, and and really, um, there they can, it it is only by spending time in the presence of Jesus, uh, and in then living out our faith that we grow. Listen to him. Would you go up the mountain with Jesus? Would you listen to what he says? Thirdly, we're called to shine. And as I think about being called to shine, I guess the the wondering I had is do we want to? Do we really want to? Do we want to be people who are known as Christians? There's an image, some of you will get this, others of you, it was before or after your time, but Ned Flanders in The Simpsons. Um, this is where I need a congregation so someone can laugh or some canned laughter um, as I mentioned that name. Um, but Ned Flanders was, was just this image in, in the TV show uh, The Simpsons of, of like this, this Christian who was, everything was wonderful, everything was fine. He was having a, a lovely time always. And, um, and, and that was kind of a, a caricature And we might think, well, I don't want people to think I'm a Christian like that. Because I want to be real. I want to be who I am. I think sometimes we're afraid to step in because we're not sure what God might do to us. And you know, that's a kind of a healthy fear to have. Look what happened to me. This is what God did to me when I listened to the calling on my life. I got ordained in the Anglican Church, which is just bizarre. Um, some of you who are Anglicans forgive me for saying that, but it is. I was doing Anglican 101 this week, and there's so much history and so much stuff to talk about. Uh, I tried to cram it in an hour, and I realized that was a bad mistake, um, because I was talking at double speed. I speak fast anyway. and I was to get really fast to get all the material in to the time, uh, so maybe I think we'll do it again and run it over several sessions, because there's so much there. But that's the kind of thing that can happen when you listen to God. Now, he's not going to call everyone to be an Anglican priest. Most people will get off and will not have to do that. But God is calling us, I believe, to step into a deeper relationship with him. And this only happens if we're willing to listen. Are we going to walk up the mountain and spend time with Jesus? Are we going to spend time in God's presence? And are we going to listen to what God says to us? We might be embarrassed or afraid or scared of what could happen when we say that we're a Christian because we see Christians on the news. And as I've said before, anytime you see Christians on TV, basically it's not good. Whether it's the news or the local news, uh, churches that decide they're gonna um, disobey health orders, um, or, or maybe it's you're watching something on Netflix and uh, it's a murder mystery and all of a sudden there's uh, you know an, an Anglican rector appears. Um, and, and, and normally that's not good. The perception of the church isn't great in the media. And so I think that, that holds us back. It certainly holds me back even a little bit. And yet we're called to shine. But first we have to be in the place where we can see God. And secondly, we have to listen to what God said to us, says to us in that place. And thirdly, we go and shine. In the baptism service, shine as a light in the world to the glory of God the Father. Nelson Mandela is uh, attributed to saying something which actually was not him at all and was written by an author called Marianne Williamson in a book called The Return to Love. And, uh, and, and she writes about how um, we are called to shine. We're called to make manifest the glory of God which is in us. It's not in some of us, it's in all of us. And as we shine, we unconsciously give others permission to shine too. I'm paraphrasing there, but Google it and it's something like that. As we shine, we give others the permission to shine too. Shine as a light in the world to the glory of God the Father just a word about uh, even being in God's presence. You know, in the Old Testament, um, people weren't able to enter the Holy of Holies. They weren't able to enter into God's presence. They couldn't look upon God's face. It's why in, in the tradition of the church, we often pray with our hands closed and our head bowed. Why? Because if we, if we look up to God, we just, as me looking up at the very bright LED light that's above me there, spotlight, um, I'm slightly blinded. My eyes are distracted because I've been looking at the light. As we, as we look to God in the Old Testament, we'll be blinded. We'll even burn up in the presence of God because God's glory is so amazing. And yet, for us now living in a New Testament reality, Jesus came and Jesus took All those things that would mean we as unholy people couldn't be in God's presence. Jesus has taken those things away by his death on the cross, as there's a cross behind me. Jesus took all that away. And as he took it away, he took our sins upon him so that we can come to God. We can approach God. We can worship God. We can be in God's presence. We can pray as often was done in the early church with hands lifted to heaven and eyes lifted to heaven in worship and prayer. Nothing wrong with praying like this as a reminder that God is bigger than us. It's good to have a sense of the the majesty and the awesomeness of God. But also to have those moments when we look to God and gaze upon his face. The sunflower is, is named because it looks something like the sun. Sunflowers are yellow, and the sun um, is often yellow. And so, um, as a sunflower grows, um, it does some interesting things. I mean, like all plants, it's trying to find the light. So it turns to face the light. And as it turns to face the light, the image and the likeness of the sunflower resembles the thing after which it is named. Christian means imitator of Christ, or little Christ, depending on how you translate it. And so as we turn our eyes towards Jesus, as we fix our gaze upon him, then we too, spending time in his presence, will reflect his image and likeness. And that doesn't mean that we're all going to look like Jesus, in terms of, of physical, um, you know, if Jesus has a beard, therefore I must grow a beard. Someone said that to me once. Well, what, you, you, believe, you, know, and you, you believe in Jesus, why don't you grow a beard? Because he had a beard. And, and that, was a, that was a great openness for a conversation um, in, in, uh, in that time. You know, when we spend time, though, in worship and in prayer, it changes us. Even just as you've sat and been part of this service, whether you've joined in with the singing or allowed the singing to happen from your TV and sat there and drank a cup of coffee. Either way, you've spent time and we're spending time together in the presence of God. We're up the mountain right now. And as we do this, we are transformed. Now, if you go and look in the mirror after the service, which I'm sure some people will do, um, Uh, go and look in the mirror, you probably won't think that you look a lot different. But I know um, through my experience as a Christian, there have been times when I've seen people, um, and and you you do when you can just tell somebody has been spending a long time in prayer, because they look different. They look different. Now physically, it's probably, you know, if 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 you were not a Christian describing someone who spent half a day in prayer, you would probably say that there was, that you could see physically they didn't look stressed or worried, like their face looks different. But when the Spirit comes upon people uh, in prayer, um, and that could happen whether we're praying for somebody in the days when we used to pray in person and lay hands on, we'd see somebody's face would change. And, and it was just the stress being taken away or it was joy coming where there'd been suffering or pain. It was, it was those kinds of things. So as we, um, as we spend time in prayer and worship, as like the sunflower, we look at the sun, we reflect the image of Christ. And Christ's face is written on ours. Christ's image is written on ours. And so it's not about staying up the mountain and building churches there which, by the way, they did. They put a church at the top of... Really, there's a church everywhere in Israel where there was... uh, Anything happened in the Bible, someone's built a church there. Um, And uh, so you you can go there and you can go to the church that they put to commemorate the place where the transfiguration happened. Um, But it's not about the place. It's about wherever we are, spending time up that virtual mountain where we get to be with Jesus. We get to enter that place. We don't have to hide our face. And so we too are transformed and changed when we spend time in God's presence. Would you go up the mountain with Jesus? Will you listen to the voice of God and what he says specifically to you when you're there? And thirdly, do you even want to shine? We're called to shine. We're called to make manifest the glory of God that is within us. We're called to shine like lights in the world to the glory of God the Father. And so I'm going to pray as we finish the series. Roxanne reminded us earlier of all the different things we've looked at in the called series, which really has been about our lives as disciples. Next week, we move into Lent. Ash Wednesday is on Wednesday this week. Um, and uh, is a a transition point when Lent begins, which uh, and we'll be exploring this theme of being in the wilderness as we go through the lectionary readings for Lent in the run-up to Easter. What is it like being in the wilderness? But today, today it's about going up the mountain. It's about spending time with Jesus. So I'm gonna invite you to pray and you might like to hold your hands out, hold them open as a sign of being ready to receive. Close your eyes, open them as you wish. Lord Jesus, we thank you for your word in the Bible. We thank you for uh, the gift of the stories that we have. We thank you for your calling upon our lives, that you have called us as your modern day disciples and that you call us to shine. For those who are in a place of not being sure if they want to go up the mountain and spend time with you, I pray this morning that you would, you would just open the way for them to step into spending some time with you in these next few weeks. Some time in prayer and worship and reading the Bible and fellowship. For those who are not sure about listening to you, I pray that you would quiet the noise of the world around them and enable them to listen to you. And for those who are not even sure that they want to be seen as a Christian in the world, that they want to be a shining star, for you I pray that whatever it is that's stopping us today Lord whatever's stopping me we give that to you we pray come Holy Spirit fall afresh upon us today stir us up fill our hearts with, with the desire to know who you are and to walk closer with you And I just pray, especially just as I'm, I'm praying, I just wonder if there's somebody for whom they've heard this sermon before, uh, many, many times, and and there's some kind of there's something blocking, some kind of fear, maybe. Um, that says, uh, and and maybe it feels like you 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 just don't want to step in. You kind of do, but you don't. Um, and and I, the word I have is that God sees that. And that as you step in, don't think of it as like diving into the deep of the ocean off a cliff. But think of it as stepping onto the shallowest of beaches. And all you have to do is put one foot forward into the water. And you can do it slowly. And and God is with you all the way. So, um, yeah, if, if that was a word for you, would you let me know? I'd, I'd love to hear um, that it wasn't just me hearing funny things. But if that was a word for you, would you let me know? Yes. Amen.